0: Here's a clip from today's wellness check.
1: Contreras, one the great story about that is when he first came up, uh, we used a fish song.
0: Yeah, Wilson Nelson,
1: with the chant, but he had no like he had no clue what the hell it was, or he wasn't really particular about the music, and then he got really particular about it, and we started you know changing it up, and then last year. Out of nowhere, he was like, I want to start using that fish walk-up again. So we went back to the fish chant last year. Yeah, the the fans loved it.
0: One of my buddies has been to a couple hundred fish shows, and he would just go (laughs) berserk. That was his walk-up music, too. All right, another day in quarantine means another wellness check. Very excited for today's guest. He and I first met, we were trying to figure it out before I started recording. It was probably about a decade ago, give or take. He and my wife have a mutual friend who used to coach or have some kind of a role like that with the Bulls and invited us to, a bunch of us to go up to the Berto Center and scrimmage there and that was phenomenal. We played, I don't know, pick up. Ball and if I could do it all over again, I'd still be I'd still be running around there. It was it was a pretty amazing time. My wife and another lady were probably the best players on the court, but don't tell them I said that. Uh, we had a lot of fun, and uh, then sort of I kept an eye on on uh, on this guest DJ Dante Diana, and over the next decade or however long it's been kind of watched him and and figured out who he was pretty well-known DJ in the city and nationally. And in 2015 got hired to do in-game DJing at Wrigley. So he's collaborating with players and a lot of other people to do walk-up songs and a lot of other in-game entertainment and songs they play after things happen on the field, including, we didn't talk about this. I should have asked him about, uh, whoop there it is at the uh, after home runs which i think is amazing i know some people are like that song's corny i'm like well that's probably the point but whatever i digress he and some business partners also own a number of nightclub and other sort of hospitality establishments he they, they have three in cleveland ohio which is where he was when we spoke i caught him while he was walking his dog so the audio is not always great there's also quite possibly a blue angels flyover in the middle of it, but you know, I feel that lends to the authenticity of it all. They also have one in Columbus, one in Minneapolis, and they're working on opening one here in Chicago. It's taken a little bit longer, and now we've hit the quarantine. It's gonna be in West town. It's called Shake It. I'll link to their Instagram profile when I post this. Uh, he's also been been doing uh, some really interesting charitable stuff. He, he works with Anthony Rizzo's foundation. They've been delivering food to people on the front lines at hospitals and whatnot just admirable dude, admirable stuff. He's also engaged to Cheryl Scott, the weather person from ABC seven. So we talk a little bit, uh, at the end about that, uh, what it's like to, in his case, be engaged in my case, be married to someone in a, a woman in the media. And, uh, you know what what that's what that what that's like particularly with social media where a lot of people feel like they can say whatever the hell they want to someone particularly a woman in media on social media. Really good conversation. We talk about a lot of other stuff. I hope you enjoy it. Quick break and then my wellness check with DJ Dante. Enjoy. All right. Another day in quarantine it means another wellness check. Another great guest. I'm really excited for. I caught him uh walking his dog. So if you hear any uh, background dog noises, that that's what's going on. It's uh, DJ Dante Diana. Dante, how are you? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm all right. Thanks for taking the time. I appreciate it. Uh, so first sure. off, you're uh, you're you've got a lot going on uh, personally and professionally. How's the how How have you been dealing with the quarantine?
1: Uh pretty well actually. It's been a good. I'm looking at it as basically a reset, you know, um, getting around to doing a lot of things I've been putting off for a few years and, uh, really focusing on my partners and my businesses. And, um, I don't know, it's been, it's obviously been tough. It's been really tough business-wise, but, uh, it's been, you know, it's been good personally in a lot of different ways. So I'm trying to stay positive and look that's, at it.
0: That's good. From a
1: glass half full perspective that's, as much as possible.
0: That's commendable. Uh, so, work wise, pretty much everything you do is kind of based in like an entertainment sort of space, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, hospitality slash entertainment. And obviously, that's been hit the hardest besides, you know, the medical industry um, by this. So, The hardest part, I'd say, is the uncertainty of everything and the fact that everything's, you know, just a waiting game and up in the air. Um, I know people in the same shoes as us. Um, You know, that's definitely the hardest part. Yeah. Not knowing if and when, you know, the end is in sight. I think if there was, you know, a certain date, someone said, hey, um, July 1st, everything's going to be back normal you know at least you'd be able to get your finances in order and work things out with your landlord potentially and you know get staff hired back but there's just no you know if you, you're essentially trying to aim at a constantly moving target
0: it's just right really really hard and you've got locations you were telling me before we started recording you've got Three locations in Cleveland, one in Columbus, one in Minneapolis, and you're working on opening up a spot in Chicago, right?
1: Yeah, so the Chicago spot's actually been in the works for almost four years now. Um, we got to play the fun of the Chicago politics game right? Uh, the last few years. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we were cranking along construction-wise. We started last fall. Um, we had a really good winner, as you know. Uh, weather-wise, so mm-hmm. um, we get to build through winter, and we were on pace to open up next month in June. Um, and then, you know, this all happened. March, we, you know, paused everything, and you know now it's, there's no clue when we're going to be able to resume.
0: What? And uh, when it is open, what?
1: what it's in Westtown.
0: Westtown. What? What kind of space is it going to be? Uh,
1: so we we bought an old auto body, um, you know, with this huge. kind of like both of the parlors where uh-huh. um, it's a old garage with huge bay windows, or you know, garage door, um, open windows, yeah, uh, bays, and then we built off the existing structure, um, a new space that's gonna have a retractable roof. And just a monster patio, so it's going to primarily outdoor, beer garden type spot. But you know, burgers, fries, um, you know, keeping the '60s vintage auto body. That's that cool vibe and theme. It's going to be called Shake It, yeah.
0: So Shake it's, It. Picture
1: like a Motown, Detroit, um, you know, garage atmosphere. That's going to be.
0: That's cool, man. Well, I'm I'm excited for. Whenever, whenever uh whenever you're able to uh open, yeah, you're, open you're your
1: fire, right? You're on
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure, right there. Um right. and then and then you're probably best known as a DJ and I've and you know, I've seen you occasionally posting things on social media with playlists and stuff, but like what other sort of DJ stuff can can be going on right now?
1: Yeah, so Besides, I mean, I've been the past few years phasing out of the club game um, just from, um, getting old. <laughs> yeah. None of my friends really go, none of my friends really go out anymore in that scene, so it's been kind of weird that way. But also the hours have been, you know, kicking my ass. I can't do 4 a.m. nights anymore like I used to be able to. So I've been transitioning out of that and working on, you know, making. My own music, remixing other artists' music, and then um, I've got the Cubs thing.
0: Yeah, which,
1: you know I do all the music at the ballpark.
0: What year did you start uh, there? The Cubs home games. The
1: first year we got the video board installed. So 2015.
0: 2015. Gotta have been a crazy ride so far.
1: It's Been awesome, man.
0: Um, I mean, 2016
1: was. I mean, for everybody, obviously, like them winning a World Series, but in terms of getting to be even like a like slight, slight part of that, it was just like nothing will ever come close to that. Oh, kind of I think I can't imagine. It kind of sucks that kind of sucks that peaked in year two, <laughs> but uh, it was just unbelievable and incredible experience.
0: Yeah, what's what's the process uh that a guy goes through when a player goes through when he's trying to figure out his walk-up music and do they have do they ever ask you for input
1: it's all over the place so like i get asked this like all the time and it's different for every player so you got some, some guys, guys that are super particular and um you know you can tell their big music soft mm-hmm. and. I mean, I mean, we've got guys that are like on stuff before I am, and like Hayward is like so plugged in. I don't know if he gets stuff from the artist direct or what, but he'll, you know, hit me up for a change to a walk-up song and stuff. Sorry. Was
0: that the Blue Angel flyover? I think so. They they went over. It would make sense. They went over Chicago around eleven o'clock, and then Pat McAfee posted that they flew over Indy about an hour and a half ago. So that might have been a Blue Angel flyover in in Cleveland that we just got. Sorry about that. That's all right, uh, man. You don't get flyovers every day uh, when you're when you're talking to people on the phone.
1: No, it's pretty awesome. So we got um we got guys like Hayward that you know are really really plugged in in particular about stuff. Then you got guys that are just like. Hey, I trust you, you know, choose whatever you want, which that kinda of sucks because that's a lot of pressure on yeah. it doesn't seem like it to them, but the last thing you want to do is I mean, you know, when it comes to music there's you know, fifty different genres or fifty different subgenres and you know, people might say they like everything, but you know, if you got a, country song lined up for a guy that like can't stand country or right you know rock or pop and you play that so they
0: (laughs) would they would tell you pick something out for me would would that be then the first time they were here when they're actually walking up during a game
1: so we got a really good crew that is in the booth with me um the guys that run the stats for the video board are like yeah. They are so, so smart, and they know everything about everybody. They're almost like main man when it comes
0: to t- that their That's cool.
1: So, And they've got access to uh, you know all these different uh, resources for looking stuff up. So we'll look up, like my, if it's like a young call-up or rookie or something that hasn't had anything in the past, we'll look up their minor league music if they had it uh-huh and based on that we make a decision um if it's a guy that came over in a trade or a free agent or something like that um, we'll look up what they used last year
0: that's cool and If it's
1: good and still relevant we we'll use that and if not we'll do something based on you know the artist or the genre
0: yeah and then you got guys like rizzo who change it change their walk-up song pretty much every at bat
1: yeah, so he's got but he's been consistent with what I mean, he's got usually four songs. Uh-huh. Uh that rotate, but he uses the same four songs for I think like the last at least the last season, two two seasons, so that's not that difficult.
0: Yeah. Yeah, man, it, you know it, it I'm I'm kind of old school when it comes to stuff, but I will say that I think that the Cubs have done a pretty good job with the video board and with and with the music that that you are supplying. I was a little, I was a little concerned, a little skeptical that it might get, you know, it might feel like every other ballpark, which tends to sort of overwhelm the senses. But uh, I think you guys do a great job with it.
1: Do the best, and I'm not, I'm not just agreeing with you because, you know, I have a vested interest in it. But uh, I mean, I go all over the country. I you know, follow. The Patriots, wherever they play, you know, I visit different ballparks in the summer, try to catch the Cubs on the road. And I have yet to see a stadium run a game operation wise like, you know, the Cubs do at Wrigley. It's just like Wrigley's on its own level to begin with, but mm-hmm. they, I agree. They've done such a good job with like keeping it, you know, really classy, uh, respecting like the nostalgic aspect of the park. And, I mean, there's nothing, like, really cheesy. Like, they don't have, like, you know, the Dunkin' Donuts race. Right. No kiss
0: cam. You know, the
1: the hype squad out there, like, launching T-shirts into the crowd. And, like, (laughs) no offense to, like, the places that do that, but that would just, like, really, really feel weird or wigger, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. So uh, what would your walk-up song be? (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's a great question. No one's ever
0: asked me that. Come on, never.
1: Uh, swear to God, no one's ever asked me that. Oh. Uh, I don't know, man. I think I'd be like, like Rizzo, like one of those guys that would need one more than one. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm all over the place. Like I'm a huge Guns N' Roses fan. But yeah. I also love like Calvin Harris type EDM. Sure. We like, feel so close right now. Songs you know, ten years old but I still get hyped every time I hear it. Um so I don't know, I'd try have like Paradise City. Yeah, there you go. Uh feel so close. I'd go, you know, I'm a huge hip hop guy I'd yeah, try going like ninety two thousand hip hop, I'd probably go like Victory by tough Daddy.
0: Nice. Those are all good. Victory I would do so I would do the fire by the roots. What about I- you did not even have
1: great one yeah you, you
0: didn't even ask me I just spit it out <laughs> but that's what that's what my that's go-
1: I'm gonna uh I'm gonna note that we're gonna have to drop that if we're ever uh, allowed to play music again <laughs> yeah. at the
0: great great yeah that's uh that's my go-to it, it comes out pretty hard and it's just like you know I can see someone like Dexter Fowler walking up to to that song. Uh, he had he Man, had he, he had
1: the best.
0: Yeah, yeah, phenomenal. Wilson Contreras pulls out some good stuff once in a while I mean, most of the most of the walk up songs are great, but you know, there's a few guys who are you know most notable. I liked uh, say what you will about Asin Russell, but I did like uh, that you know his Chance the Rapper uh, problems song. That was, that was that was a good one. Um, yeah, that was great. Yeah, the
1: Contreras one. The great story about that is when he first came up. Uh, we use the fish song.
0: Yeah, Wilson. Wilson. Yeah, with the chant,
1: and he had no like he had no clue what the hell it was or uh, whatever, and he wasn't really particular about the music. And then he got really particular about it, and he started you know changing it up. And then last year, out of nowhere, he was like, "I want to start using that." fish walk up against we went back to that's great the fish chant last year yeah the the fans loved it
0: yeah one of my buddies has been to a couple hundred fish shows and he would just go i went to a few games with him and he would just go berserk (laughs) that was his walk up music too Uh, and then i I
1: think i think fish i think fish fans might be the most hardcore oh yeah like 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 groupies out there right now oh
0: it's more than more than anybody yeah, for sure. I mean, if it's one band or and one you... group, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when they played at Wrigley, it, the, the entire neighborhood was just like overrun with people like camping in their in their Subarus and stuff. It was it was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I, I want to make sure that we talked about um You've been you've been when you're in town, you've been doing um, some pretty admirable uh, charitable stuff. You want uh, you want to talk a little bit about that? uh just a little
1: yeah i mean not it's not really me by any means you're a part of it um yeah i mean i've been helping out uh anthony rizzo's family foundation you know um they're doing incredible incredible work i mean they always have but when uh you know this pandemic hit and you know like i said the hospitality industry just got blindsided out of nowhere um you know, they kind of pivoted a little bit and um, he does the yearly cook-off event with you know, a lot of uh, great Chicago restaurants mm-hmm. and restaurant groups so it was kind of you know, like a no-brainer for them, you know, they hit up the close uh, friends in the industry and you know, started supporting them as well as you know, the hospital. Yeah. I you know, mostly at Lourdes in Northwestern, but ordering these meals from these area hospital or these area restaurants and them delivered them the hospitals out in Chicago. Um you know, just really, really light in the spirits of both, you know, the medical workers on the front lines and, you know, the restaurants. Yeah. Owners and employees. Um so yeah, I mean I've just been helping out, you know, bridge you know, I got a lot of contacts in the restaurant business, so, you know, I've been lining some of them up with the foundation and, you know, a lot of days. It's been a good thing because a lot of days we're overwhelmed with food orders and getting them to hospitals and, you know, some of the foundation families. So, um, you know, Cheryl and I and some of my other friends and you know, been helping out delivering. It's, it's been great.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty admirable. Uh, I, and you know, I know you don't you don't post the photos because you want people asking you about it as much as I'm sure raise awareness of things that anyone can be not anyone but a lot of people can be doing right now to help give back. Uh, I I picked up food a couple weeks ago from a restaurant from Theory down in River North, and they were talking about how they had gotten a really big order for uh, that that wound up being sent out to uh, uh, I think it was Northwestern Hospital to a floor of uh, staff there and. You know, everyone, everyone can appreciate something like that. Um, but,
1: Great spot, Joel's a Joel's a good friend of mine.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's phenomenal. Uh, I, I met Joel probably like, probably like probably a dozen or more years ago, and yeah, and good food, good spot too. So, uh, yeah, it was good, good to good to walk in there, even if I was only in there for two minutes to pick up my my dinner. Back to back to music. Uh, you've obviously, you know, your 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 career as a DJ has has opened up a lot of uh, a lot of doors for you and you've had a lot of like crazy experiences. What what kind of come if someone's like, what's the craziest thing you've ever been a part of? What comes to mind?
1: Uh, man, like so many.
0: Um, <laughs> you do all the Gronk like stuff. Good, good which, thing. yeah. Yeah,
1: so I, I'd have to say if it was like one single thing, it would probably be the Gronk Cruise, Yeah. Sarah was on, yeah. and I think she can attest to just being one of those things that you look back on and are like, uh, how did that really happen?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, the, she and her and her crew. I, I had I don't I don't know if you remember Kylie. She was one. Of, she was one of the ladies in in that crew on the Gronk boat. I had her on last week because she, she's got a lot of interesting stories to tell and runs a few yoga studios and stuff. And yeah, we. She was talking about about Gronk and Flo she it's she calls them <laughs> she, it's not Flow Rida it's Flo <laughs> and it wasn't even yeah. it wasn't even Gronk it was Rob I was like wait Rob who oh Gronkowski <laughs> I didn't realize you were on a first name basis with him uh yeah um so wait I mentioned earlier that I've seen you post a few things with like playlists and and your own your own music uh, that you've been posting online what what sort of music are you leaning on these days to sort of help uh you know uh, quell any any anxiety you might be facing, or, or and what do you recommend to other people?
1: Uh, I'm all over the place, man. Um, I I'm gonna sound like the old guy yelling at the clouds, but <laughs> a lot of the music that's coming out now and just like oh, it's unbearable. Um, I like upbeat, up tempo, like lifting music, I'm not really into like the whole like 70 BPM like rap stuff that's big now that you can't really understand the words to Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm anxiously awaiting that phase to you know phase out. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've been I've been going back to. A lot of the stuff I used to listen to, when know, as a kid, um, you know, like the grunge and uh, like rock, like nineties, two thousands rock. I was a big Oasis fan. Oh, cool! So I've been like, I've been like refreshing Liam Gallagher's Twitter every day, hoping to hear in the north reunited finally and,
0: <laughs> you might be like, waiting yeah, for, yeah you for, might be refreshing you might be refreshing that one for a while based on the little bit that i know about about uh, their relationship
1: uh, i don't know man i have a feeling it's getting close like they said the same thing about guns and roses and
0: they told it off so well i think guns and roses some saw positive vibes yeah guns and roses saw the dollar signs and i'm sure oasis would have a similar draw well maybe not quite as, as large as guns and roses but they you know the money, the money would be there. We just got to get to a spot where, where there can be live entertainment again.
1: I know, and it's like I'm, from what I'm hearing from like my people in the industry, like at least next fall we're looking like soonest, to right? Reach, which really, really sucks.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. Uh, I was looking through my calendar as I was like canceling out things that I put on there, and uh, I think it was either last week or this coming, maybe this week that Rage was supposed to be coming through town uh, and I was yep. I was pretty excited for that uh, that's a
1: oh man that would did you get a chance to see them when they were at Lala? Uh,
0: no I think I watched the live stream but I, I did not see it live
1: that was one of that was one of like the there's been a couple times in my life where I'm like holy shit I might not get out of here live that was one of the times like I was just legit like it was insanity like people just like that was <laughs> that was real moshing
0: well they had a, they had a didn't shot. they stop they stopped the show one point and zach had to like tell people to to chill out a little bit with the moshing right
1: it was it was absolutely insane they were like like i'd never seen anything like that before and i was way too close to the stage, so I was so unprepared. But there were like like people that were like friends with each other, just winding up and like decking each other in the face. <laughs> jumping all over the place. Yeah, like jumping on each other. It was it was crazy. But yeah. the show was so good. Like they I mean, they're incredible. Like the minute they announced that, that was like a immediate buy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I've seen Tom Morello in concert solo a few times or with like a smaller band where he's the where he's the main guy and he puts on a phenomenal show uh i can't imagine seeing them all together so let's let's cross our fingers man so talented yeah yeah ridiculous the first time i saw him play was with springsteen at wrigley and that was phenomenal oh Uh, yeah i was
1: at that show was that the one where it's downpoured
0: yeah 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 that was awesome that was like 2012 or 2013 i think yeah uh,
1: uh, that was an unbelievable
0: show. Yeah. So a little earlier, you you referenced your your fiance, and that's one thing that you and I have in common is that we, in your case, engaged, and I married to a media personality. someday uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk in greater detail about mm-hmm. our about our shared experiences over over a few beers. But I wanted to know it, it's probably a little bit different because Cheryl Scott and and my wife have different roles in the media and whatever, but I'm sure there are plenty of times. I'm curious if you, uh, if you ever find yourself stopping short of reading the comments on social media for any of Cheryl's posts, not that I do or know uh, what they're all about, yeah. but I know what it's like for my wife. So I'm curious. It's
1: funny, man. That's funny. I was just talking about this last week or there. Um, so I stopped like a year into us dating just because it was, it was just unhealthy yeah, for me. Yeah. Um, seeing like, I mean, it's just insane what some of these people like think up and like have the audacity to write. Um, and it's either you know like they have fake accounts set up, or it's even like worse, they are posting from their like actual like account or name. Uh huh. Nuts. So I stopped, but I got um, friends that at least like once a month will hit me up and be like, you know, they'll either screenshot one and send it to me or be like, bro, I cannot believe what, you know, people say on you know, Sherold like Instagram or Facebook. Facebook's the worst. Yeah. But uh
0: Twitter's the worst. I'm just like,
1: yeah, I don't even want I don't I don't even want to hear about it. Well she's not really on Twitter. She's just okay. she's just posting like you know like weather and work stuff. She's not really doing anything yeah um personal. But yeah her Instagram stuff, I mean it's it's like it's bad. But uh it's just funny that I have friends that, you know, <laughs> Are up to the minute like refreshing and reading stuff and trying to police it right I, I can't do it anymore I don't know about you but
0: yeah I don't even really I mean it, it's a pretty helpless feeling if someone's saying something terrible about someone you love and they're, and they're saying it you know anonymously and baselessly and you know without any repercussion like that's a really tough position to be in for her of course but then for, for me as someone who would naturally want to you know defend her and, and you know I'm sure you feel the same way. And yeah, you know what? It is kind of funny that like, you know, I've got, I've got a handful of friends who work in local news markets and the things that the, the women, the things that people will say to the women, like, oh, are you pregnant <laughs> or like terrible things like that, that they don't, it's just like, yeah. They, yeah. that And that's like, that's the least of it, right? There's, there's always, there's always more. So someday, and you and I had talked about shooting a, a quick like video interview before the quarantine hit. And I want to, I want to do a, a thing with you where we something funny with that where we're either like tracking down someone who said something or we're you know I'm helping you bury someone's body and then you help me bury someone's body or, <laughs>
1: or, or, or something. Uh, deal, <laughs> deal. I mean,
0: yeah, cool. Well, uh, the so one one question I've been asking everybody is uh, what they would sacrifice in order for the quarantine to come to a quick and responsible end. What what would you sacrifice, Dante?
1: Uh, no one, no one's going to believe me on this, but, and I'm, I'm, I might catch some flack for this, but I would give up drinking for this to end. That's fair. I've cut way, way back almost to the point where I, I quit Uh and I, I feel amazing. I'm not going to lie. It's like I have way more energy. I've dropped some weight, sleeping way better. Not that I was like having problems to begin with but i haven't really missed it and i've had like a few here and there and i definitely enjoy it much more so i would i would quit drinking altogether if we could wrap this up
0: responsibly right. All right, that's a good one. Uh, we've had people say things ranging from like body parts to donuts. So you're you're squarely in the middle. <laughs> you're, you're squarely in the middle there with that one
1: body part. I don't I don't know if I don't know if I could do that. That's extreme. Yeah, I just need somebody's really really rich to get that. Yeah, to, uh,
0: social life. I had a few people say like pinky fingers. I said I would give up a testicle. We had one guy. <laughs> we had one guy say he would give up sex, but he's like you know, mid to upper forties, I would think. And you know, he and his wife have been married for a long time. I don't, I don't know anything about his business other than the fact that he might not be having that much in the first place. So that, I don't know how big of a sacrifice that is. Right. But, uh, yeah, you're right in the middle there with, with, uh, with drinking. I, that, that's, a, that's a good one and a commendable one, especially for someone in the hospitality yeah. industry. Cool, man. Well, I really appreciate taking the time. I know uh, we have a lot of mutual friends, so hopefully our paths cross sometime soon once once this all ends, or maybe I'll see you picking up a sandwich at J.P. Graziano's or, or something. We'll, we'll, we'll cross paths sometime soon, I hope. Fingers
1: crossed, man. Thank you yeah. very much for reaching
0: out. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Good luck with everything. Take care. Of course. You too. There you have it. My wellness check with... Dante Diana, I hope you enjoyed it. Great guy. Has a lot going on. Seems to be doing his best to keep his spirits high. I didn't even ask him. He's a big Patriots fan. I didn't ask him about Tom Brady leaving. He recorded a video that he posted on Instagram right after that happened, and he seemed very distraught. I hope after the few weeks since that happened he's been able to come to terms with it i forgot to ask him i'll save it for the follow-up i'll save it for the sequel anyway got some good guests coming up Uh, a few others that i've been working really hard to get hopefully that all pays off as i always ask please share download rate review subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts i would really appreciate that and if you or anyone you know would make for an interesting guest please email us the heckler at the heckler.com until next time. I hope you continue to take care and that someday soon we can all meet up in person, throw a big raging party. That's the dream anyway, right? Until next time. Take care. Thank you very much for listening to a very important podcast by The Heckler. Our producer is Drew Worley. The intro music is by a band called Games. The outro music is by Checky Brown. And I'm Brad Zabung. Thank you very much for listening. And for more information, check us out at theheckler.com.